season two <laughs> has finally come. We have arrived. <laughs> per usual, I'm Seth. Hey guys, my name is still Carl. And it has been a while since we've uh, been on here, but we're excited to start a new chapter and a lot has changed in our lives and a lot has happened over the past, I don't know, how long, how long has it been since we've been on this horn? Dude, I maybe November. November? Um, I might actually look while you're talking. I'll take a quick look. Dude, it's been a long time, dude. Definitely last year. Many, many moons since we've been on this. So thank you to the faithful who have uh, listened and who are looking forward to listening to this next season. Uh, we're we're going to do our best to be faithful with it weekly and uh, continue producing content. Oh, Carl just pulled it up. Wow, October 16th was the last time that we put out a podcast. So long overdue, but definitely the Lord's timing. Definitely the Lord's timing. So maybe not long overdue, right Woo, on time. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Right on time. That's good. <laughs> well, catch us up, Carl. How have you been, man? Yeah, dude, I've been really good. Just growing in my relationship with Jesus, growing in my relationship with the body of Jesus, um, growing in spiritual maturity more and more. Like the Bible talks about that, like the mark of maturity is um, love and being led by his spirit. Those are two separate things that it talks about are um, signs of maturity, dude. And I, I, I believe I have grown in those areas because I've asked i've contended for those things it's it's been a lot of dying to myself man since october um yeah and uh dude getting to watch your family grow your little boy dude he's getting big Mm -hmm. um and um just our spiritual family as well like we're growing and growing in, in love and maturity and in unity man it's it's been really beautiful amen yeah the past uh i guess what's that been five Five months, past five months, I've seen a lot of growth in our local body, especially in the area of uh, maturity and unity and mm-hmm. just voicing uh, concerns and, you know, kind of like the, the scripture that says if you're praying and you feel like you have something against your brother or your brother has something against you, stop praying and go and take care of it. Uh, that's been happening a lot. And, um, in a, in a good and healthy way too, not like, oh, you hurt my feelings. I don't like it. Like, not like that, but like, hey, I'm feeling this weird tension and um, I feel like I need to express this so we can clear the air. And so, yeah, just in our community, um, been experiencing a lot of push towards oneness and unity from the Holy Spirit. Um, and there's there's just been a great opportunity. You know, th- there's always opportunities in tension and in moments of like, hey, I feel weird around this person. There's an opportunity to like kind of back away or just leave entirely or you can step up and embrace the awkward mm. and hashtag embrace the awkward if you want to mm. tweet that or X that. <laughs> Kim, 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 Kim. But I've been a lot of embracing the awkward over the past five months um, and it's been difficult, but it's always produced fruit. So, Hallelujah. Um, yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But personally, yeah, been growing with my son and enjoying time with him. Got a lot of stuff. New business. Of course, we talked about that and uh, just finished my first tiny home, but <laughs> realized it, it wasn't really a tiny home. It's more of like a cabin because it's really big. <laughs> so it's a learning process. Uh, Carl got a new job. 
Yeah. In that time, right? That was yeah. in the timeline. That was crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm working at AT and T right now, and um, yeah, just I, it's a job where um, they they bless me with the uh, vehicle because it's an outside um, outside job, basically an outside sales job, and so I've been getting to go to a lot of people's homes, specifically in Murfreesboro, which is very very helpful. Um, I know some of you will remember the computer business and all that stuff that we talked about, and. I'm still working towards that and just picking up all the skills and all the things that I need to uh, get to that place, you know? Amen. Amen. Well, now that we're caught up, uh, we're going to start off this new year, this new season, by talking about the Word of God, Mm. Um, and specifically a chapter that has been kind of on the forefront of this year for both Carl and I is Psalm 24. Um, yeah, I, I was wondering if you would read that or at least read some sure. of it, uh, just to start us off today, um, with the word of God. Yeah, bro. Absolutely. I'll read five or I'll read through six where it says Selah and I'll, I'll pass it off to you. Um, it says in Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and those who dwell therein for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob." Lift up your heads, you gates. Rise up, ancient doors. Then the King of glory will come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Rise up, ancient doors. Then the King of glory will come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord of armies. He is the king of glory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why has that been fundamental for this year, Carl? Wow. I mean, honestly, dude, the the word that's highlighted the most in that for me is doors. I think we've been talking about doors, dude, for a few years now, you know, with um, there was that whole kick with Isaiah 22, 22, um, where, you know, he opens doors um, that no man can open. He, you know, he, he shuts doors that um, no man can open and opens doors that no man can close. And, um, dude, there's just been a lot of um, breakthrough in our community. There's been a lot of um, just doors in relationships, doors um, to new places in the spirit with Jesus in our community like you've been talking about. Um, yeah, man. Uh, how, how about you? Yeah, so particularly this psalm uh, is 24 and we're in the year 2024. So that's kind of been, I guess, the prophetic unction, if you will, uh, to rest in this chapter. Um, And and that's kind of what led us there. Uh, But a lot of things about this chapter have been speaking to me. And even right now, uh, the Lord's been speaking about the ancient paths and particularly Jeremiah 6, 16, where it says, stand by the roadways and look, ask about the ancient paths, which is the way to what is good then take it and find rest for yourselves. And even this psalm right here is talking about the ancient doors. Like, open up ye ancient gates. Open up ye ancient doors. 
and let the king of glory come in. And there's an ancient way that is laid out for us that will provide rest for our souls. Yep. And it has to do with the word of God. It has to do with standing on the word of God, obeying the word of God, and believing the word of God. And so when we ask, you know, who, where, what are these ancient paths? Mm. Come and seek and stand and find. Like those are action verbs. Come, seek, stand, like find. Look for the ancient paths. Look for the word of God. Look for what he has said. Obey mm. what he has said. These Come are the ancient on, paths wow. that we can take and find rest for our souls. Um, and so, yeah, I really believe that the word of God, um, the Lord the Lord really wants to restore and, and bring the word of God into his body in a new way this year, in, yeah. in a way that's real, in a way that says, I'm actually going to believe these words and not just conceptually agree to them come on but i'm actually going to build my life on them there's a big difference there yeah yeah man and one thing i love about that call that you just gave is is that it's not up to us in the sense of we're not left to our own devices to try and have to believe and walk out the word or receive it on our own strength in fact it's impossible like it's only a work of the spirit and so all we have to do is ask right um doesn't it say ask for the ancient paths in in that verse? Like, I think I think there is a call in there to to ask for the ancient paths. Stand by the yes. road and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask about the ancient paths. Asks about okay. Ask about the ancient paths. And so, you know, it's just reminding me of Matthew seven seven, where he tells us to ask. Right, ask ye shall receive. Right, like seeking you will find. Knocking the door will be opened unto you. Hey, the door will be open unto you, 7-7. Seven, seven. Praise God. Okay, <laughs> holy ghost. I love you, God. That's so nice, dude. And then also, like Matthew eleven twenty eight, where he says, like, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And it's so cool to see how the Lord connects, like, a scripture in Jeremiah to, you know, just you know, his teaching in the New Testament, it's really cool. He's like affirming, I am Yehovah. I am the living one. You know, I am the first and the last and I am the Messiah. And so it's just cool how he ties all that together. Um, so simply ask, right? Hey, Lord, I really want to grow in the word this year. And, and you know, I was, we were talking about it on the way here because we were just like, bro, what are we going to talk about? And um, it's cool because there is a contrast, I feel like, um, between us both in the sense of um, I really look up to how Seth has cultivated a history with the word of God and his walk with Jesus. And, you know, for me, man, it's, it's been like four years, basically, a little over four years. And that's something that I've, I've been asking Jesus to, you know, come in and, and fill that place of my life Uh I, many of you have probably heard it before, but you can't have the word without the spirit and you can't have the spirit without the word. If you're too focused on one, you'll lose sight of the other. Um, the um, the word and the spirit together is how we grow up into maturity in Jesus. And so I love that we can just ask him for help in this, you know, and he'll do it. Amen. You know, that's something that was just on my heart and growing up there is almost this kind of divide between the word and the spirit of god you've got you've got camps of 
churches and believers that are very heavy on the spirit and it's we're gonna we're gonna sit with the spirit and we're going to um let him speak to us and that's how we're going to encounter the word of god and then you've got other camps that's like well we're going to read the word of god and this is the spirit and we're encountering god through this word and and there's not like there's like a uh, a competition going on but that's kind of what it felt like sometimes like oh we're better because we emphasize this aspect of god more than you we're better because we emphasize this but man they're the same thing right like we can't separate those two from each other because the spirit is active in bringing revelation to the word of god as you're reading it uh and the word of god the bible what i mean and, and the words yeah. within the bible bring understanding to the spirit's unctions that you receive in the secret place and so there's a a beautiful balance and really a harmonious uh thing about it where if we approach it that way um i really do believe there's there's so much richness of glory and depth that we can experience in both the bible and in the spirit and they they complement one another because it's the trinity you know, the Spirit, Father, Son, it, they're, they're all different revelations of who God is. God the Father is a Father, Father-like. We see Him as Father. God the Son, uh, you know, we treat Him like that in the Spirit, you know, the inside of us. Um, and so there's kind of levels that we see of, of God reaching down to His creation and different types of revelation. And the mm. Word of God that we have now is, is another type of revelation into mm. the essence of the person of God. Wow. And so we can encounter Him through through both of these ways. And, uh, you know, we don't have to compete or combat one another on which way is better because they're equal, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even make sense though. Like, how do you? How are you strong? How do you? How are you saying that you're strong in the word, and yet like competing with someone who's like, hey, like I want to know the word, right? Because people who are heavy in the spirit, they want to know the word of God because yeah. Jesus is the word of God, you know. And it's like we all want the same thing. The enemy is just a damned liar, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like he's just a liar. Um, that scripture of like, you do not have because you do not ask or you ask with false motives. Like it talks about in John. And I was just realizing, dude, as you were talking, like, I think for me, there's been times in my past where I would ask like, Lord, like, I want to know more of your word. I want to know more of your word because I wanted to give a fiery word or I wanted to have like something profound to say. And so that's a great example of me asking to know more of the word with false motives instead of, right, if we're asking Jesus like, hey, Mm. I want this harmonious experience between encountering your Holy Spirit and being filled with your Holy Spirit and being filled with like the word, like, and we're asking with the motive of Jesus, I want to know who you are and I want to learn, I want to love, I want to walk in the light as you are in the light. Um that's the correct motive, you know, and that's, I think, um, uh, something that he's been shifting in my life to create that more harmonious thing. And obviously I'm still on my way. I'm still asking for the ancient paths, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, the interesting thing about that verse is it says stand by the roadways. Okay. So there's a, there's kind of like a waiting, right? There's like a waiting to it. Ask. So there's a seeking to it. And then take. So it's it's kind of three different verbs here. Stand and wait, you know, and then ask and seek 
and then take and find. So there's there's a part to this of waiting and seeking and then taking wow. what's there for you after you've waited and sought. Um, and then you will find rest for yourselves. You know, and I think that's been my experience with the Word of God is I've had to struggle with it because there there's so much to understand, right? It can be <laughs> intimidating to approach the Word of God and be Where like... Where do I start? Yeah, like this is a giant book and these are stories about, you know, countries and civilizations that thousands of years ago that I have no idea what was going on in the context and what this even means. I'm so clueless on, as to what's happening. And yeah, you may be. But I can tell you, if you sit and take the time and and don't be afraid, don't let it intimidate you, mm-hmm. let it inspire you to just start chipping away, you know, small steps, just start chipping away. You don't, you don't chop down a, a tree with one so chop, good, bro. you know, it's really helpful. It takes a while to gain understanding and Golly. it's a beautiful thing because as you begin to understand revelation begins to fly in like the wazoo because you're like oh that makes sense now you know and this takes time and practice and it takes learning from other people that have learned way more than you come on it's helpful you know like hey i don't understand what all these different laws and regulations mean that were laid on the old testament why did god do that great question you know, why don't you start researching that and, and looking that up and see what other people had to say about that and, and thinking about it for yourselves and asking friends and start again, standing, saying, okay, I'm going to struggle with this seeking. Okay. I'm going to seek this out. And then as you seek it out, the answers will lay down in front of you and then you take it and you take and eat that revelation. Sheesh. You take and eat that truth and it provides sustenance for your soul and it provides a rest for your soul. Come on. Just like it says in the word of God. It's amazing how that works. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good, bro. Um like that's just what you were just saying, bro, is so helpful. Like there's there's probably a vast demographic of like um who's listening to this, right? Like maybe some people are just beginning to seek Jesus. Maybe some people have been seasoned, you know, uh, followers of the Lord for a long time. And um, just as you were talking, that 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 part where you're talking about just like be patient, stand and wait. And that that patient waiting and, and um, also an expectation. However, when you were talking about just biting off a little bit as you go, like for me, that was such a lie of like, dude, there's so much. Where do I start? Okay. And then the temptation is to get overwhelmed. But like you're saying, if you just bite off a little bit, chew it up, digest it, sit on it. I mean, dude, God's had me in Psalms one for over a year now in John seven for over. I mean, it's been a while, bro. And I I can sometimes get frustrated because I'm like, I want to move on. I want to move on. And he's like, nope. Like, I want you to be patient and receive what I'm trying to speak to you. I mean, there's been days where I've, I've blazed through Psalms 1. And I, I mean, at the end of it, he's like, you weren't listening, you know. And so I guess just a good encouragement. Um, if you're just starting to get into and having a, a, a deeper hunger and desire to dive into the word, like, wait, you know, stand by the road and, and you know, wait on the Lord. 
um, and chew up and digest little bits by little bit, little bits, and ask him to, to write his word on the tablet of your heart too. That's a beautiful prayer. Um, cause he'll put stuff in there that you don't even realize is there. Cause we can receive it from yeah. listening. You know, like I, I'm receiving the word of God through dialoguing with Seth right now, just about, um, the scriptures in general. I'm a big audio person. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pick stuff up from listening to other people talk a lot of times. And anyway, I just really appreciate that encouragement. Um, I, uh, I would have loved to hear that, um, earlier. However, we were laughing because all things in his time, because all things are from him, for him, through him and to him and all things work together for our good and for his glory. And so, you know, don't feel discouraged if you haven't dived in as deeply as you want to, or, um, something like that. Just, you know, come and come to the table and feast, eat. Mm-hmm. And you made a good point, uh, about the kind of getting it inside of you kind of takes time and you might not even know what it's really doing. Uh, because there's been times in my life where I just cons- consistently showed up to the word of God every day. Whoa. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to just read this every single day. I'm going to show up even if I don't feel like it, even if I don't necessarily understand, even if I don't, um, maybe feel like I got something out of it. Like we always say, Oh, I got something. Wow. I, didn't get any, I didn't get anything out of that. God, um, we say no, that a lot, right, right. but over time, and you know, I've been in the Lord for almost, I guess, 10 to 12 years now, over time, over the years, I began to see that even though maybe I didn't always feel like I got something like we say out of a particular text or a particular story or scripture, it was getting inside of me and changing things because it, my mind is made in such a unique way by God that Mm. it actually responds to truth and stimuli that my brain hears and it changes me and reworks the inner thoughts of my brain. And so even though I'm not necessarily getting something, it's not sticking with me, maybe it is, it is sticking with you. It is getting in there. So just continue to feed it to your mind, continue to feed it to your body and it will get in there. It is the word of God. And we have to treat it as such. Think about what the word of God did. When he spoke, the heavens became. When he spoke, the earth and all that is in it was born. This is the word of God that we have in the flesh. It is powerful enough to heal, to convict, to rebuke, to criticize, to change physical things this is how powerful the word of god is if we hold it in that type of esteem in our lives then we give it the power to do those works in our lives and so beholding the word of god as a reverent as holy as foundational as this is really what my life is being built upon even doing that and approaching it that way is going to do so much Versus just saying, yeah, I read this because I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to read it sometimes. Hogwash. This is the word of God, and we can build our lives upon it. It is a firm foundation. It is the footing for our entire life. Um, And if we treat it as such, we will hold it in high esteem and so benefit from its glorious benefits. Amen. Oh, dude, I was just worshiping the Lord while you were talking, bro. Like, 
we have a good friend who uh, just said a beautiful prayer for us um, just this week. And one of the things um, that was prayed is, Lord, like wash us, wash us in the fear of the Lord. Um, again, that's a prayer he answers. Um, and I think that's been a heart's cry for both of us, man, since I think that's one of the biggest reasons the Lord placed us together in friendship and relationship, dude, is because we both had a deep hunger and desire for the fear of the Lord. And honestly, man, in the last days, like without that, I don't personally see or understand how we can uh, last and fight this good fight of the faith without that part of Jesus, right? Without... Um, because in, um, Isaiah, uh, I think it's 11, Isaiah 11, it talks about the seven spirits of God, but there's specifically one of those seven spirits is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And it also talks about how the Lord delights. He takes delight in the fear of the Lord. And so God empowers us to take delight in, in having a healthy and reverent fear of the Lord. Um, the Bible also talks about how Jesus, when he offered up his supplications to heaven, he was heard because of his reverence. And that reverence is a reflection of possessing that 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 spirit of God, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And I felt like God just gave us this gave gave us this scripture just now as Seth was talking. I, I believe this is for all of us, but um it's in Isaiah chapter 66, uh, verses 1 and 2. It says, uh, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made. And so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. And so, God, we ask that we would be able to tremble at your word, that when we read or hear the, the words from your lips, Father, that we would indeed tremble because... As you have told us, God, heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool, Lord. And we do. We desire to be your resting place, Lord. And I don't believe that you can become the resting place of the Lord without a healthy reverence and fear of him. I don't think that that works. I think that's impossible. Um, you know, obviously he comes and makes his home in us. But, bro, like what we're praying into here, um, you know, is Lord, like make us your resting place, find a place of rest, right? Like you want to be honored. If I go to your house, like, and I don't know you and I don't feel honored or uh, welcomed, like I'm not going to feel welcomed. I won't feel at rest there. Mm -hmm. And we want him to be at rest in us just as much as we want to be at rest in him. Amen. Amen. What? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, on the thing about rest, um, mm -hmm. there is a Sabbath rest Come that remains on. for God's people as laid out in Hebrews 4. And there's a Sabbath rest for our souls. And, and what I mean by that is uh, 
not just a singular day of rest, but a lifestyle of rest, a attitude of rest, a personality of rest. And it says in Hebrews 4 that they could not enter that rest because of unbelief. And I think there's a significant disconnect in the body of Christ from hearing the words of God and subscribing to them intellectually like a club, but not actually obeying them. For example, um, let's just say you have a ton of competition in your life and pride and comparison. Well, you're probably not believing an aspect or a truth about God, that He is your source of life, uh, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, um, that you have purpose in Him, in Christ, and Christ is your fulfillment, and He fills all things in you. You know, that there could be a fear, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm not enough. But Christ says, <laughs> do not be afraid. Uh, so do you believe that? You know, do you believe that word of God? Do not be afraid. You need not be afraid. Uh, that's all throughout the Bible. You need not be afraid. Do you actually believe that? <clears throat> or do you just subscribe to the intellectual conception that that would be a nice idea? Like, that's a nice idea. But actually, I'm going to be afraid, you know, and I'm going to be afraid that I'm not enough. Therefore, I'm going to compare myself to everyone because I'm afraid that I'm not enough. And it's okay that I'm afraid that I'm not enough because culture tells me that's okay to be afraid. But really, the Word of God says not to be afraid of anything. And so I I just think there's a disconnect between actually believing the Word of God and just conceptually agreeing to it. And so, uh, you know, I, I just challenge everyone on here, and I'm challenging myself what parts of the Word of God have I said yes to, but I don't actually say yes to? <laughs> Ooh, and once we begin to actually say yes to them, we'll find that a lot of our anxieties, our fears, our regrets, uh, our old man start to die because we're actually believing and entering oh. the rest that Christ bought for us on the cross. Jesus. That remains for us to have. Dude, wow, bro. That's super good. Like, right before um, I left the house to come and link up with you, I was talking to um, my roommate, and I literally confessed with my mouth, like, um, a sin, basically. Like, I wasn't confessing a sin. I was, let me rephrase that. Sin, um, I came into agreement with sin because of what left my mouth. And I just simply said, I was like, Hey, dude, like, I'm really discontent right now. I, I proclaimed that, like, over myself because of feelings that I'm feeling. Mm. I said, dude, I'm really discontent right now. And as, as I was pulling out my driveway, I stopped. I think I was going to go look at the mail. And the Holy Spirit was like, I need, I need you to repent of that. Like, my, my word says to be content. My word says to give thanks in all circumstances. My, my word says to rejoice like when you feel like you're suffering. And I did. I said, whoa, Lord, I renounce that sentence that left my mouth. I'm not discontent. I'm content in you. And as we get the word in us, like we were just talking about more and more, we begin to believe these things because the renewal of our minds is a real thing that the Holy Spirit accomplishes. And before I got back in my car to pull off to come link up with you, I was like, no, I'm not content. I'm satisfied. I have everything I need because the word of God says that. 
you know, and you, you hear people talk about, you know, um, basically let your feelings follow, um, the truth in the sense of let the word of God dictate how you're feeling, bro. And it is that powerful. It is that sharp. It's able to pierce between bone and marrow, (laughs) you know, and, um, uh, flesh and spirit so anyway dude like i just i really appreciate that it's good man the spirit's so smart i was pulling up that verse as you were speaking it but hebrews 4 12 says for the word of god is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit jesus joints and marrow it is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart no creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed mm. to the eyes of whom Jesus. we must give an account. Wow. wow. And I guess, you know, to kind of maybe close us up here and lead us in that direction, uh, I just want to encourage everyone to let the Word of God pierce you. Let it cut out the impurities. And cutting things out hurts. Like if you had to cut out a mole, let's say you had to cut out a mole that was uh, showing cancerous signs on your body, that would be painful. Um, but it's necessary for the body to be healthy. And so there's uh, parts of our lives that need to be worked on that will be piercing, and the Word of God will be piercing, and it will hurt. But if we let the Word of God criticize us, we will not criticize the Word of God. And so we have to approach the Word of God, with the intention of, I want to be healed. I want to be free. I want to actually trust that these words are going to lead me into rest. And so, therefore, I will let it pierce me. I will wrestle with it. If I come across something that at first I don't agree with, I will bring my body in submission, my mind, will, and emotions to agree upon this truth and affix my life to the word of God, not affix the word of God to my life and look at it and understand it and contextually apply it in every way I possibly can because these words are true. These words are life. These words are worthy of my obedience. Uh, And I, I think, you know, that's a proper way to approach the Bible. Yeah, dude. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And as we receive that word and it pierces us like you're talking about, dude, it it, it does, dude. It like cuts away the nonsense that um, doesn't need to be there anymore, that that isn't um, our portion anymore. Um, And so I guess my my encouragement is... um, ask for that faith, right? Ask for that faith in his word, because in verse three in Hebrews four, like where we've been hanging out for a second, it does. It says for we who have believed enter that rest. As Seth was saying, the reason they didn't was because of their unbelief. Um, so we who have believed, believed Jesus, believed his word, believed everything that has come from his mouth and everything that we read, like that rest is ours. (laughs) We who have believed and, um, it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, this is so good, man. Yeah. Hmm. 
Amen. Yeah, so Carl just recommended I pray uh, against spiritual cancer. Yeah, those things that just need to be cut out of us that only his word can cut out because his word is living and active, bro. And when you were talking about the mole, like... Um, I just, I feel like that's a really, really great picture to paint because, um, if we, if we leave things, um, there and we don't allow him, obviously like Jesus is Lord and Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So all we really need to do is yield to him and he removes all these things from us that would hinder us or cause us Mm. to shrink back or cause us to be afraid. No, that's not our portion. Amen. So yeah, join me in uh, prayer in your car or wherever you are. Um, Yeah, Lord, I pray that you cut out spiritual impurities that need to be removed from our lives. Ways of thinking, ways of behaving, things that may be rooted deep into our bloodlines, Lord, that the Word of God can cut out and remove in an instant. That as we engage and encounter with your word, these impurities would be completely cut away. No trace of them left behind. And I pray that this would be a fun process. It would be enjoyable. Just like we celebrate when someone doesn't have cancer anymore and we throw a party and we ring bells and we have them dance around the hallway. So would we. So would we. And it would be freeing to come to your word and be judged by it (laughs) because i would rather be judged by your word now than at the end so bless us all lord as we encounter your word change our lives amen amen yeah man amen and uh just really quick before we say goodbye to everybody in this uh first episode of the second season man um i was just reminded of something um that one of our brothers was bringing up recently. We've been praying on Wednesday mornings lately, and golly, guys, if you don't have a group of people to pray with every week, get up early and pray. It's so worth it. So worth it. Um, one of the things that we are praying into is like, you know, we pray the the Lord's Prayer, and we say, deliver us from evil. Um, lead us not into temptation, right? And the enemy, he is patient, He'll, he'll wait on opportunities to, to leverage something. Um, and so when we say yes to that prayer that, that our brother just prayed over us in the body, we're saying yes to God removing those um, traps, those snares that the devil um, tries to set. And the good news is, is that through the power of prayer, because the prayer of the righteous availeth much, That means that we can pray against these things, these spiritual cancers, these old dead things that no longer belong. And Jesus Christ, the righteous one, removes them, removes every hindrance, and makes, um, yeah, makes our way straight so that we can walk that straight and narrow path. Amen. So until next time on the Bread and Wine podcast, be blessed and walk in his favor. Starting off with heat, huh? That was so good. That was awesome.